everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Chai with Rye, a show I like to call my digital jukebox of hidden gems, in which I reach out to working creatives in the entertainment and fitness industry. We discuss all things from life lessons to politics, socialism, culture, history to love to sex, the digital space, and of course, the industry, and so, so much more. The message of this show for me is for it to be a space for the guests and those tuning in to reflect, for it to come across as we're tuning into friends having one of those deep conversations mixed in with great banter. You know what I mean? Kind of like when you're watching like Big Brother or or Gogglebox, but like the audio version of it. (laughs) Then at the end, to make things light, we play some games and have a quiz, which is one of my favorite parts, to be honest, because you just let go and be a kid in a playground. By the way, if I haven't mentioned this before, Chai with Rai is an IGTV live show, which I transfer into audio format. So to watch any of the videos, such as of this episode or the previous episodes, simply go to my Instagram at RaiMuitFum, that is R-A-I-M-U-I-T-F-U-M, and scroll through my IGTV. And don't forget, by the way, to follow, like, subscribe, comment, and share. You have no idea, but your support really helps the show and the message of it grow. And of course, go follow these amazing people that are on these episodes and give them some love because isn't that what we want at the end of the day some love (laughs) anywho i'm gonna stop rambling and without further ado let's get into today's episode further ado, I'm going to reintroduce Chloe. Um, Chloe, like I said, is a PT based in London. She is a master trainer of Digme Fitness, which is a boutique fitness studio based here in London. She's the ambassador for Sweaty Betty. She's also sponsored athlete by Physio and Pilates. Um, she's a daredevil. She's a tough mother. She's a survivor. And I said this in my previous live. Um, she's a personal friend of mine who helped me out last year by giving me a flat to say when I was flat hunting and and without further ado, let's get Chloe on. How are you, boo-boo? I am good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, it, we're going to pretend that we haven't spoken, <laughs> which we yeah. did. Um, but you were doing your nails. Let me see your nails. Christmas nails. Oh, wait, did you do your feet as well? I did do my feet, but I'm not going to show you my feet. <laughs> did you do the same color? I did do the same color. How has your week been, friend? How has it's it been, been good? I'm uh, I'm looking I'm looking forward to, for this lockdown to be over. Why? I just feel like I'm ready to you know see people again, kind yeah. of mix with everyone. So no, I feel you. How has everything else been? Like, what else have you been up to during this time? So this time has actually been quite different to um, the first lockdown. Because first lockdown, I was actually in Spain with my family. Um, yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember. So I kind of, yeah, it was very sudden. I moved, well, moved, I say. I went back to Spain. Um, whereas this lockdown, I have a bike here at home. I have been oh, yes. um, training my clients via Zoom or going just one-on-one. So actually, I've actually been quite busy. Um I picked up a few more clients since lockdown. Um, yeah. But yeah, although I'm not teaching as much, I've got more PT sessions. So it's a win-win for me. I just discussed that and I was looking, I've been stalking you, by the way, and I think we discussed it. How, um, and I see you've done a couple of Tough Mudders. How many Tough Mudders have you done? 
Why? Just one. So you just have to. This is why you're embarrassing me now. Um, I thought you'd done a couple Tough Mudders. No, just one. Just one. What is a Tough Mudder? Do explain it to me. I know a couple of people in Dijmay have done it, but what is Tough Mudder? Um, so basically, you've got different distances. Um, yeah. We went for the full, you know, we went for the full Tough Mudder, which is uh, 15, 16K. Um, yeah. And basically, you have to, there's like little obstacle courses that you have to complete um and get to the end so i mean some people do it as a race we just did it to complete it we did it for a little bit of fun and i absolutely loved it it's it's right up my street you know nothing to climbing and um going through mud what other like jumping in an ice bath all that kind of stuff so you jump in an ice bath yeah yeah it was we had to just slide in it was freezing but it was good well but um, by the way, I've got my chai. What are you drinking? You've got, you told me already this. What are you drinking? I, I'm drinking chai, obviously. <laughs> Do you know what chai is, by the way? Yeah, you chai tea, chai latte. Shit. I love chai latte. Well done. Yeah, no, but well I mean, done. Well done. I, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to make a chai. Um, like, yeah. it's like a tea, basically. Do you put just a little bit of milk? Or yeah, do you chai make it with fill on milk? It means tea. No, chai basically means tea. So you have, like, different types of tea. So, like, technically, peppermint tea or ginger tea or all of those teas are considered chai. Chai is just Hindi for saying tea. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Well, I have a hot yeah. chocolate with Baileys instead. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let that go. We'll let that go. <laughs> Cheers, Madeira. I still have, Cheers. you know... It's babies with clothes instead of chai that and rice. That is it. Oh, the name of Anisha. Like I said, I was stalking you all this time and you started at the age of 19. Would you say your professional sort of fitness career? Because you started peating from then on, right? Yes, I did. What would you say is the biggest difference? What year would that be roughly? 2008. 2008. From 2008 to 2020, what have been for you the biggest differences in fitness? as a teacher um i guess the trends that that you know different trends different fitness trends like now it's all about i feel like now there's a lot of crossfit back in the day crossfit didn't exist um what is the biggest difference got the the fitness goals you know back in the day it was getting into the gym to to get like nice and thin whereas now it's like Yeah. yeah I want the big booty I want the big thighs this is speaking as a female um so yeah I guess that's changed do you think it's harder to become an instructor now or easier like what were some of the qualifications that you had to do I know like when I started like 10 years ago even if I had to teach dance I had to get an ETM I had to have like level twos I had to have like health and safety like limited public liability insurances I think now with the the kind of like the added bonus of like teaching at boutique fitness studios and like certain gyms they cover you but has the qualifications at all changed or not really uh, i don't think they have changed i think um you might have the ability to to get your qualifications at a studio yeah but they that doesn't mean that you're able to teach elsewhere um if you want to be able to teach in different places you have to have 
obviously insurance and to be able to get yeah. your insurance you need to be level two qualified minimum um i never did mu uh, exercise to music but i did i did do my level three pt i feel like boutique fitness studios also back in the day didn't exist around 2008 no. am i incorrect in saying that like i feel yeah. like that is something and kind of like these elitist gyms that have come along or high-end boutique fitness studios like even oh, that, such I feel a like that's just come along since like 2015 the last five years Yes, yeah. yeah so I think like the market has been different has that impacted you as a teacher do you feel like you have needed to either do more training or you've kind of had to teach your approachability to clients or the clientele has changed I know you talked about like now it's like more about the butt now it's about toning. <laughs> I've got great hair sorry I'm getting distracted well I, I just let it dry it's a bit frizzy but thanks I'll take the compliment <laughs> um do I sorry Sorry, I got distracted. What did you say? No, it's fine. Chloe, partially this is about like pimping you out now. Because guys, <laughs> I just want to let everybody know. Um, Chloe and I work together. My favorite thing to do is get on the intercom and basically pronounce the fact um, that Chloe's single and she's looking to date people. So, And yeah. he says things like, Chloe's favorite things to do is walk, walk on, on the beach, beach. And hold hands. And embarrasses me in front of everyone. Yeah. You like it. I don't know why you're saying you don't like it. It, that's like saying I like it when you take my microphone away and introduce yourself and uh, I say that. Just, I'm just showing you how the pros do it. It's it's only, it, how do you think you came to be a master trainer for Dijmaid? Because Fitness? of you. No, but we were just talking about the gyms and things like that, that now there's more like boutique fitness studios and things like that. How has that coaching changed for you from like PT or like teacher to kind of like um, member or student? So I used to work in a gym, um, so yeah. it would just mainly be PT, whereas now I mainly teach classes and kind of do PT on the side, um, just because I, I obviously with Digme, they've got studios everywhere, so yeah. I'm able to, I've got the choice to be able to teach like five classes a day, um, whereas before you wouldn't be able to, to get that in a gym, um, and with classes, I find it's kind of, it's more reliable. You don't mm. have the, the class is always going to be there. Whereas with, with PTs, depending on where I've PT, sometimes people would go for two months. They'd be like, yeah, bye. And then the summer months or the Christmas months, you're, you just don't have many people. So, yeah. Do you enjoy, you teach over 20, like let's take into account, you do 20 classes a week. Yeah. On top of that, you do PTs. Do you enjoy that much of a vigorous physical like week? Yeah. I do. That is the one thing. Yeah, no, I, I really do. I like being busy. I like just kind of running around. Come Friday, I don't tend to do You're anything. You're Pass out. But um, no, I mean, would I like a little bit more of a balance? Maybe. Um, not to finish so late every night or to cram yeah. everything in, you know, rather than spread out throughout the day, maybe just all in a, until mid-afternoon. But it's just the, the life of PT, really. You've recently stopped working on the weekends, right? Yeah. But I want to take you back. You mentioned in a couple of the things that I was reading that you've had to become a trainer four times because you've moved so much and you've had to start from kind of like the bottom all the way up that you would just pack a suitcase and you would just move, whether it was like to Switzerland, Spain, the States. But I want to go back to like your first ever teaching job. Okay. How nervous were you to get your first, like, what was it? Were you at, working at a gym? Yeah, yeah. So you were working at a gym, okay? This is in 2008. 
Yeah. How did the interview go? How was that first PT client? Did you have to walk the floor as everybody does and kind of like have to do? And who was your first client? Do you still keep in touch with them? I don't keep in touch with them. But um, if you're talking about my actual interview to become a PT, yeah. it's the worst interview ever. Like, what do they the ask you? What do you get asked in all well, of these Well, usually interviews? like in the fitness industry, they're quite relaxed. I, I don't really know about a normal interview for like a, you know, desk job. I feel like that's quite serious. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, the guy that interviewed me, um, he's like, oh, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? <laughs> right? The classic interview question. And so I was like, my weaknesses is that I'm shy. Um, all of this. I, I just started saying loads of weaknesses. And then I was like, strengths? I don't really have any. <laughs> Did you actually say that? <laughs> Literally. But he still, I still got the job. I still got the job. So, um and then I got my first client. You know, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure how I got him. Um, but it was a he, I remember. And I remember, I mean, I get, I'm a nervous wreck still to this day. I, you know, yeah, I get sometimes, super nervous. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so I obviously didn't sleep the night before. And then an yeah. hour before my session, that's it, like, I just broke down. I was like, this, I'm not made to be a PT. I'm caught, I, I, went, I went into my manager's office and I was like, I'm sorry, you've made a mistake. This is not me. And he, he oh kind of just God. sat me down. He's like, just calm down. And then once I started training, that was it. It was fine. It was just the first time. I just get very nervous. What did you do with your first paycheck? How much did you earn, by the way? Can I, would you mind me asking Paycheck? That? I mean, what do you mean? From your, from your first PT, like what? Oh, yeah. Um, how much was it? I think it was twenty-five pounds. Twenty-five pounds. Do you think at nineteen, when you have studied that much, interviewed and gone through the stress of that much, you're like, do you appreciate that twenty-five pounds, or you're just like, bloody hell? Um, I, the amount of effort I put in for a twenty-five pounds or for an hour. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't really remember the thoughts, but I, I was very, very happy to have had my first client because I think, I, you know, I got my first client quite quickly, so yeah. Um, yeah, I was happy. I think the first, the most excited was not just like the one one-off payment; it was like the first block of ten sessions I sold. <laughs> I was like, yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? This was in Switzerland or Spain? I oh, know this was in in England. Wait, so okay, now we're gonna go in. Oh, actually, before we do that, what prep work went into this first client? What prep work? Yeah, <laughs> I'm Jay. just a you with my first. <laughs> I'm sure to listen. Um, well, obviously, I, I kind of it was like an introductory session, so you can't throughout I kind of spoke about what he really wanted to achieve um and then I kind of do quite basic stuff to see yeah. how much I can push them the next time round. you know you kind of have to read your client That's everyone's enough. different yeah so, yeah now looking back at that program do you think what would you give that program out of five Oof. Well, let me tell you. So I remember, you know, looking back at certain programs that I've written, they're so basic. But he, so it was back in a fitness first and it was at like 6, 6.30. So it was peak hour. All machines yeah. would have been used. So I remember I, my little, I had this little corner 
which was the corner of the gym where there was no machine. So I would literally just get like a little box, some weights, and that would be my area so that I could program my stuff and not be kind of stuck if a machine yeah. was, was being used. Um, so it was definitely all free weight stuff, um, probably a lot more body weight stuff for the first session just to see how that was. It. I want to ask you in regards to the clientele differences, okay? What is the difference between male and female clientele, the biggest difference when they come to you, either for PT or groups and things like that? Um, I, you know, I've said this in, in, another, in another little chat before, but the guys are not going to come to me to to become bodybuilders, right? So um, you never know. You said you, I heard this in your last interview, I think it was with Max or something, yeah. where you were like, you don't, you don't train guys because you don't know about bulking and things like that. Yeah, it's not my, my not my kind of speciality. Like I don't, I, yeah. I mean, I know how to program it, but it's not really what I'm into. I like more conditioning stuff. So actually, I mean, most of the population, they come to a trainer to, to get fit to slim down a little bit yeah. so that is uh, my main thing is just conditioning cool so that's the biggest difference between guys and girls guys want to bulk women no, want to so not really because oh no no most guys all guys that i've trained they've just wanted to you know feel a little bit better with themselves get a little bit get a little bit more in shape um just feel a bit stronger um differences <laughs> of clientele in different cities i know some uh, some instructors talk about like la clients are completely different to like new york you've you've been you've taught in spain where in the states have you taught oh the states was um that was just trying to find work okay. so um i didn't actually i didn't train anyone in the states okay so where have you actually let's go through it switzerland the uk, the UK uh spain and switzerland what are the differences between all three? It was the crowd like, like kind of like, I'm asking you like a musician. So, you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, fans are really rowdy in London. So like, do you feel like th some, some cities are much more like direct? Like, you know how you talk about Morgate? Morgate is just serious. Mm. People don't want to come for the flaff and things like that. They're city workers. They just want to come in. Whereas opposed to a Fitzrovia ride, it's, it's a little bit more interaction. It's a little bit more pumpy. It's about music. So I'm trying to ask it in that sort of, um, I think the biggest difference is freedom of clients, uh, as in like freedom of people's working. I don't think there's, okay, in Switzerland, you can definitely tell that people have a lot more money. Um, yeah. Yeah. The main thing, I wouldn't say cl my client wise, but when I first got to Geneva, I, you know, you looked at the women and honestly, half of them had like a boob job and they had their butts done and like, you know like honestly you... in Geneva yeah okay. yeah so I got there in the gym and I, was, I thought oh my god I, I really I felt really self-conscious actually um as a trainer I was like oh no I, I'm not I don't I don't look good enough but um yeah okay so that's that the UK the UK I mean it all depends I think it you know do you London is definitely a huge mix of people yeah. right so I don't know. I feel like as I've told my clients is a lot of my clients are all very, very similar. <laughs> I always, I feel like you, you get drawn to the same type of people. So yeah. I feel like all my clients have been quite similar um, because that is what I, I don't know. It's the energy I give out or something. <laughs> um, biggest difference between uh, teaching groups versus PT. 
Um, I think teaching group, you just get the, the, the energy when, when you're doing the class and it's, I don't know, you get that instant vibe, energy, gratification, or like, I don't know how to explain it. Whereas with PT, I think in, it's a little bit more personal, obviously, personal training. Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know, you, get, you connect a little bit more with that person, you get to know them. Um, and when they achieve that goal, I, I just don't, it's such a nice thing um, to be able to know that you help them achieve that goal. And yeah. I suppose you have that in group exercise as well, but it's not, I don't know, I feel like with a, with a client, a one-on-one -on -one client, it's usually, they usually just come to you. Mm -hmm. Whereas with group exercise, you might be one of many instructors that they go to. You've been teaching through lockdown. And yeah. I feel like even prior to lockdown, you did do some digital stuff because mm -hmm. you did Be Cool, right? Biggest difference that now, as, as of now, you have found between digital teaching and in-house teaching? So the first time I had to do digital teaching, which means yeah. there's no crowd, because I vibe. You're a crowd. Crowd. You're a crowd person. Literally. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing better than having like a full class. And yeah. I don't know, I feed off people's energy. So when I had to teach to a camera and there was no one, it felt really, really weird. I felt were so Were you egging yourself on? Did you, do you feel like you were like amping yourself like more even, or you were like less? Cause I can't imagine you shy by the way. Oh yeah, no, no, it was terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause I had never done any filming before and you had the camera crew and then you had some instructors that were waiting to do their filming. And they had all done filming before, so I felt like they were judging me because I had no idea what I was doing. And my mouth, oh my God, I've never had such a dry mouth. It, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. But now, I mean, I just crack myself up. I ask questions and answer them myself. I don't, you know, I'm kind of, I'm quite used to just speaking to the camera and not getting anything back. I just imagine what people would be saying, I guess. Yeah. Have, yeah, has that impacted you? So from the first lockdown, I know you did lots of Insta lives, you taught for even Digme, and you did like so much like YouTube content. It, like when you went back to the studio, did that take a minute to like adjust back into the studio? Or you were just like, no, it feels right back home. It's like riding a bike. Um, it felt absolutely fine. I mean, sometimes you go to the studio and I, I, I'm not a very serious person. So and even like I ask the crowd, I ask the crowd to, you know, whoop, whoop, and they ignore me. Um, I usually make a joke and I suppose back then I was like, oh, it's as if I'm, I'm just speaking to the camera like before because you're all not giving me anything back anyway. So um, just, it all felt the same really, but it was, it was very nice being back in the studio. When I think of you, I think of your strength and I think of how fit you are. And like, I mean, let's just, let's just have a look, okay? How fit you are, okay? Like literally. Wow, someone someone was scrolling down my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um but I wanna talk about like your personal not like your history on how you got to where you are at, but like your personal fitness journey. Like were you always into sports when you were growing up have you suffered with like gaining weight and like yo-yoing up and down or have you naturally been athletic and um, i've always been into sport from very very young age um you know wh whatever it was after school basketball football 
Fit Club, um, and I've, I was never—I've never been overweight. Yeah. Um, if you look at, back at it now, in my mind, I, I mean, I've always—I had always, and still to this day, had a lot of body issues. Like, yeah, from the age of thirteen, whatever diet there is, I've probably tried it. Um, yeah. So I've, you know, I've, I've, I eat a lot still, you know, I eat a lot of chocolate. People that you know me, I, I do love my sugar, um, but I do train a lot. So if I stopped training, I don't know what would happen. Has there been a t period of time, and we'll get onto it, when you have just like struggled with, I don't know, bench pressing or like, I don't know, squatting a specific amount in your life, like, or up till now, like when you were maybe 19 or 18, you could like bench press or squat like 100 kg. And now you're like at a nice 80. Um, I, I've never really had those particular goals. So this is why I, I feel like I'm very different to a lot of people because people have like a certain goal that they want to reach and that's what they're training towards. Whereas I just genuinely like training. I like getting my heart rate up. I just like jumping around. There's not much. Yeah, I just like getting my heart rate up and feeling a little bit uncomfortable. So if I do What is that... the longest? No, no, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Heart rate, jumping. Yeah, so if I feel like I'm going to throw up, it's a plus. What is the longest time? We're going to move on to it in a little bit. I know you've been injured and stuff like that, but let's let's take maybe injuries out or even put that in. What is the longest time you have not trained for? Without injuries, not because of injuries. Let's put injuries in there as well. When you say no training, it's no movement at all or yeah. I mean, you're moving, you're mobile. Like I know you crawl to the kitchen to get your tea. <laughs> when you when you like or like are doing things you know what i mean like uh, yeah i'm gonna say three and a half months three and a half months how much weight did you gain i didn't i lost weight oh mate the amount of people that are gonna hate on you right now <laughs> so i think because i do so much exercise yeah. when I'm teaching and because I'm so active I think oh yeah I can eat this oh yeah yeah and I eat everything you know yeah I am not gonna lie sometimes I used to eat two family bars of chocolates a day a tub of Ben and Jerry's you know name it I probably ate it whereas when I'm injured or let's say in, pre in lockdown number one I'm suddenly at home and I can't move around because I usually do yeah. like 20 25,000 steps a day so that alone it's a huge, it dropped down to, I don't know, a thousand steps a day because I wasn't allowed to leave the house. Um, I just adjusted my food a little bit. Um, not, not stopping eating anything, but just not the amounts that I would have been eating otherwise. I just want to, <clears throat> before we move on to a serious situation, I want to ask two things. One is, do you feel like your stamina or your muscle memory has changed from 19 to now, or it's improved? And then the second question is, we touched on this, and it's one of my favorite stories for you to tell. Um, the first lockdown in Spain, when you, back to, when you went back to your parents, you sent me videos, and I thoroughly enjoyed these videos that you were sending me, not selling me. Um, but we're going to talk about that. Describe to me how you were treated as a prisoner <laughs> in your own house. Um, you, so basically... Um, you would be literally dropped food on the door, and you couldn't shower and pee, and you had to go into the family pool and had to do that. And then your family would drain it and clean it and put it back. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. So I went back to Spain 
Wait, wait, wait. Now, first question is stamina and everything and muscle memory. So, right. My stamina, I think I've become stronger. Yeah. I've had definitely periods where I was definitely stronger. Yeah. Um, But overall, so I think it's kind of gone up and then a little bit down. (laughs) You know. Yeah. I've reached my 30s. It's all going downhill from now. (laughs) Why do you say that? I, I don't know why. I feel like. I feel like I see so many of you guys and like female instructors especially and like you guys are all aging beautifully and I feel like I don't know why it is women discuss this all the time like when you hit your 30 like your 20s are your plethora like of fitness but when you reach your 30 you start going down. I don't necessarily think I I start I I feel like for example I used to do uh, this thing called Fitbrit. Uh, it's yeah. a little challenge that they do at Fitness First every year. And I would ace it. Like, I would just... And I would love doing it. I never did any training for it. I just just went for it. It's basically do a set of exercises, finish it as quickly as possible. So it's right yeah. up my street um, to the, you know, feeling like you're going to vomit type scenario. I don't um, know why you now, like doing that. It's nasty. I know. It's just, you know, you know that you've really pushed your body that way. Whereas your now, are like that as well. It's nasty. <laughs> now I wouldn't even try it because I know that I'm definitely not as fit as I used to be, like say three or four years ago. And the reason why that is, is because I teach so much and people are like, you know, but you teach so many classes, you must be so fit. Well, actually when I'm teaching, I don't push myself as, you know, as, uh, because I need to be able to speak. Why it's are you the art me of the art of disguising when yeah, you are I mean, doing twenty spin classes, let's say, or like teaching matrix, which is hip based. You guys are riding at a gear of ten, maybe eight, you know, two. maybe two. And you know, in terms of your matrix classes, you just name the exercises, do it once, and then get the other people. Like you take out pain, you get gratification from the pain that we feel coming to your class. Whilst we're dying, no, and you're yelling in our faces, you're yelling in our faces. I mean, it is my, it is, it would be my worst nightmare if you walked out of a class and said that was easy. Then I feel like I failed you. I mean, you I've know. said that several times, Chloe. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> but with you, it's because you're not working hard enough. <laughs> that is very true. I am very lazy. What was the other question? Um, we were talking about, oh, Spain lockdown it's not oh, really yeah. it's not really a question it's more of a, a storytelling of your of your prison story let's say <laughs> of lockdown one um so basically i flew out to spain and you know things were very bad in spain my mom and my mom you know she is a high risk person so she put me in a room for two weeks <laughs> for two weeks <laughs> you know it's quarantining um <clears throat> and don't worry, it's not like what Ray said before. Ray, sorry, I've got all this. No, no, it's fine. We've known um, each other 16 years and you can call me Ray. Don't worry. Um, so I did have a bathroom and a toilet, by the way. Um, no, you didn't, Chloe. You I peed did. and showered in the pool. But, <laughs> but basically, my, my parents would cook and they would come with a tray and put the tray down, knock on the door. And when they were far enough, then I'd be able to open the window and pick up the tray to eat my food. Did you at any point put on like Adele and like just be like, hello? (laughs) No, but there was one point. um, So then they would sit 
on the other side of the window and we'd have conversations <laughs> with each other. And then there was one point where my sister my, and my parents were in the living room and I was sat outside with like a little, with a little blanket, um, just chit-chatting to them. And then they must have gotten bored and then started watching TV and I was like, okay, I guess I'll go back to my room. <laughs> Can I just say, um, that was the reality for a lot of people, especially for like people who couldn't like make sense. Well, like in like old folks home or care homes, they would just come outside the window and like talk. Um, we're going to move on to a little bit of a serious topic. Um, and I kind of want to talk about, I know of some of the injuries and the situations that you have had. And I don't know in what order to go, but man, like, have you survived? You have survived a lot. You have survived a lot. And you're I'm, still surviving. Yeah, my ankles you, are a real issue. I've got serious You're still ankles. going. Um, I think... Yeah. Before we touch on the main thing, I want to discuss the three main instances. Your, if you don't mind me asking, your cyst, the thyroid. Um, right, how could you ask this? <laughs> <laughs> your slip disc and your foot injuries. I say foot injuries because you've had several of them. Yes. And I was there when <laughs> you you twisted your foot in the studio and you kept teaching. I did. Um, you have a very bad habit of doing things like this. There's a leak happening from the roof. You continue re teaching. There's a foot injury. You continue teaching. Nothing I get the show stop must me. go on. You know, nothing. nothing can uh, stop me. I think, it's, I think it's a good thing, but I also, I, I'm, I'm a bit worried. But out of those three, obviously the rehabilitation process, but being an active person, how was that mentally for you and emotionally oh. for you? Like what goes through your head the minute, let's just go, if you don't mind me, let's go through the line. What happened first, the cyst the, or the slip disc? Um, so I knew that, so basically I had um. I had a lot of cysts around my thyroid and it's, it's something that runs in my family. My my grandma, my uncle, my mom, they've all had their thyroids removed. And basically it's kind of because I've got so many, instead of getting it punctured every year to see if they've become cancerous or something like that, they just decide to remove the thyroid so that you don't have to worry about getting yearly checkups. Um, so I knew that I would have to at some point get it removed. It wasn't like a pressing matter because they weren't growing loads um, and when I did get out they were okay uh, so that was kind of just there waiting for a time to get to be done <clears throat> then my my slip disc so I had c4 and c5 and I think that was a, a long a long building process for that to happen can um, I ask you for people who are like dummies like myself when you say c4 c c5 did you say or c3 yeah. so what what is that so basically in your in your spine you've got you know you've got your c's you've got the lumbar so it's in the cer cervical part right here so yeah um it's just yeah two of the discs and um i think it's because of my work probably because of what i used to when especially when i was traveling back and forth in switzerland i would carry yeah. all of this weight on my back so i think you know just having like for example <clears throat> my backpack with some weights in them my i had a 10 kilogram call bag and i would trek around um geneva with it and it was fine but you know i think eventually the my my body decided up. to give away 
Huh? It kept up. Yeah. How was that for you? Like, what, you went to the doctor, you had, like, what, an instance where you just felt something? No, it was a long, like I said, it, it, I would sometimes wake up and my neck would just be stuck and I'd be in a lot of pain. But then it just got worse and worse to the point where there was a time where I would literally, no matter what position I was lying in, no matter if I was just, I was in just constant pain. And then um, I started getting numbness down my arm. Um, so that was obviously <clears> where the yeah. were compressing against, um, I don't know, something. The tissue? No. Um, the muscle? I can't something. Think. Let's can't just think of the word right now. Can't think of it. But yeah. Um, so basically, I, I thought, because I'd spoken to a couple of people and I had done some research and I thought, yeah, I've got, I've got a slip disc. And, you know, when I said it, people were like, there's no way you've got a slip disc. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to function. Um, but then I went and got an MRI and, yeah, two slip discs. So then the only way it was going to get better was if I completely stopped everything. So I went back to Spain for three months. Um, and then at that point, it would have been a good time to get my thyroid done. Um, yeah. But because it's also in my neck. I couldn't do it at the beginning. I had to wait until my my discs were better and then do the operation. How long was the recovery period for the cyst? Um, so two to three weeks. But for example, okay. with, with my mum, they touched her because you've got your thyroid and you've got your voice box yes. near it. Uh, and they touched her voice box and she, she basically lost her voice for a long time. So you never really know but i was lucky and people if you if i mean i know definitely people from digme have realized my voice is not as high as it used to be <laughs> no i'm being serious sorry <laughs> <laughs> and also my singing career went out the window oh we're gonna by the way i hope you are ready for the end part because you're gonna sing and dance oh really <clears throat> yeah it's a whole i don't think i though. agree to that um, it's fine. You, it, it's just, it's just gonna happen. Okay. Because you're such an active person, how does that affect you mentally? Are you, were you just like, shit, I'm just not. And I know the sort of mindset that you have. Like I've experienced it, and I sometimes at points I even have it myself. Although I think now that you've gotten better, you've learned to like pull back. But were you just like, shit, who's good? like, what goes through your head instinctively? Do you go like, okay, I'm gonna have to find cover okay, wait, I'm going to have to go back to my parents. Wait, I can't pay for my rent anymore, so I'm going to be out of work because you're a freelancer. Like, ha my mind goes straight away there. What goes through your head? Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to be out for a while. I might as well go home. I I'm, really, I'm really good at kind of forgetting all negative stuff and just remembering good stuff. So I, I don't really remember everything that I would have thought, but I mean, yeah. all of those things, like okay, I'm not going to be able to work, um, you know, covering my classes for three months, what impact is that going to have on me? And But I suppose it was just kind of, I think at that point, I realized that everyone can break and I need to be, I need to start saying no to things because I'm not very good at saying no. People will be like, well, can you cover this? If I'm free, yeah, okay, I'll cover. So after that, when I came back, that's when I actually decided that I wasn't going to work weekends anymore so I could have an actual two days to my, you know, two days free of work and cover the odd class if I, if, you know, if, if someone needed it. But yeah, I think it's made me realize that I need to just take a little step back 
and think about my body a little bit more. Yeah, it was very hard mentally though. Um, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we would we'll talk about it. I, I was in a very bad place mentally anyway when, when my slip discs happened. Um, I've been suffering from depression for a very long time and it was, you know, it was probably, I don't know if it made it worse because I was in such a bad place at the time. But I yeah. do remember being so, so low and not being able to keep myself busy during that time. Because usually, you know, you, if I'm working, at least I sometimes can forget about my the way I'm feeling or just kind of take my mind off things. But there, yeah. I just had nothing <clears throat> to do. Um, I was just in constant pain for for the beginning of it. The I best think we... feeling, the best feeling ever was a day when I suddenly wasn't in pain because I had been living with such constant pain for for over a year that I didn't know what it was what it felt like not to be in pain so it was very nice that day it happened and I still remember I was lying outside and I was like oh my god my neck doesn't hurt it was amazing <laughs> did it feel like a relief like the kind of weight off your shoulder you just felt like yeah how long till you were mobile and you were actually able to move like, I don't know, your hands, your shoulders up and things like that? Because I know you're restricted for a certain time. And um, I, was, doing I was always able to move as in like walk. Um, but there was, for example, there was a lady that was staying at my, my parents' bed and breakfast and she was a, a yoga and Pilates teacher. And she just looked at me and she said, you're like a block. She said, relax. And I was like, I am relaxed. You are so tense. And, you know, when I do the moves now that she made me do back then, I realized that I was, I was just a block. Like I, and because that's the way I'd been living for so long, I thought that that was normal. Um, yeah. But yeah. We, you and I have discussed alongside with like Michelle, Ali and like the whole gang, like sort of mental um, stuff and anxiety. And especially I think we've like touched on it briefly in regards to doing lockdown and I think like yourself myself and so many people have gone through stuff but I think I said this to you in a phone call before I feel like such a bad friend that I didn't know in regards to this but you when did you find out that when were you is the right word to say you were diagnosed or yeah yeah yes. the right word you were diagnosed yeah it was actually all in that period so um when i was in spain i had i went to i went to try some more therapy although it was really not a good, it was i didn't really want to go but my mom because i was in such a bad place she was like you've gone to this guy before you should go and see him again um and then my grandma had bipolar uh as well and for some people who don't know could you just explain what bipolar so is you've got two different types of bipolar bipolarity i'm going to say and um, bipolar one and bipolar two and so with normal bipolar you you can you have like your manic periods where basically if if you're not taking the right medication you can you can do very very crazy and dangerous things and then you've got the opposite where you're in like this deep hole um with bipolar type 2, because you don't have the manic episodes, it's very difficult. It, it, a lot of the time it gets misdiagnosed with depression. But my family, people that know me, 
would be able to tell when I was a little bit too excited, like nothing can stop me, nothing can touch me. And, and they could tell that I wasn't really being myself. Um, and it was actually, I think it was my sister that noticed it first. And then my, my mom noticed it. And then I spoke to this uh, psychiatrist and yeah, he just put me on <clears throat> the right medication and it was life changing for me because it was mood stabilizers. I just, I had a lot of lows, a, a lot, a lot of lows. Um, and then I'd have some small periods where I'd feel too excited, but they didn't last very long. So, yeah. Well, I know in one of the interviews, you call them your happy pills now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I still call them my happy pills. <laughs> I have a personal problem, and I was going to ask you this. I have a personal problem because I think for a long time, because we work in fitness and we, I, we work in entertainment, like, I think we naturally have such exuberant personalities, like we're out go getting people. And I think sometimes people can like misdiagnose you and just call you words to like put it down. So did you ever have that sort of, you know, names like, oh my God, you're acting such bipolar and things like that. Did you ever have that moment when you got diagnosed or you were going to this psychologist and you were like, no, I don't. You went into that. Or were you finally like, okay, I know what it is. I and I'm that. able. I, so for me, it was a relief. When they said yeah. that, it was a relief because I know, I knew that going to therapy wasn't going to help me. Um, I had tried many therapists before and I just didn't, I don't know, that I don't feel like I've had anything trigger a depression or anything like that. So I've, I always thought therapy was a waste of time. So knowing that, that it was kind of just an imbalance in my head made me happy. It, knowing that, you know, being able to take medication and feel normal again, would, that's all I wanted. So I don't really care what it is I've got as long as I can just, you know, do my thing, just be happy. How long do you have to take these medications for and like the what's the actual life. process the rest of your life? And you take like what, three, four, like one pill a day uh, or like? I take two in the morning and two in the evening. And um, I've, and if I don't, the effects is it comes off very quickly so if i forget let's say twice in like two days time i feel such a big dip i would say I, I don't want to say i'm addicted to them because you know but i definitely need them um yeah don't know what i would do without them like i yeah i remember i was in a very 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 bad time just before before i got given these meds so i'm very glad that i've got them i think it's hearing your story and I think like being around you which I'm very privileged to and I listened to one of the podcasts and was it at the age of 21 yeah yeah the age of 21 I think the connection that you have with Steph your sister and the connection that you have with your family is like so so I don't know infectious and you guys are like so hilarious together and but I also heard that they pushed you and like you said, they pushed you and they wanted to do you. I don't know why, but I feel like I would resent my family if that was me for thinking that something was wrong with me. But I think it's so beautiful that this strength that you have with your close connection and the sanity and the support that you have is just, it's really tremendous. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I didn't want to go there. I knew there was something wrong with me. I mean, I yeah. was crying nonstop. I would, <laughs> crying in a public place, I don't think twice about it. Like, I don't care if I'm sat on a bus and I'm bawling my eyes out from one minute to the next. It's just because that's what would happen. I remember trying to get some help and asking, I don't know, asking a receptionist and she basically said no. And that's all it took. And, and just started bawling my eyes out. Um, so 
they obviously knew there was something up with me. I knew there was something up with me. At that time, I didn't want to tell anyone that I was depressed because, you know, you were young and the, the, the kind of stigma around it, which I feel like now yeah. people are, are kind of opening up about it a little bit more. But back then, I didn't want to tell anyone and I wanted to fix it myself and I didn't need help from anyone. A lot of the time, there was one particular time, again, in 2016, where my mum flew out to the UK and she was like, you need to get help. And she's like, we're going to this person. And I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But she pushed me to do it. And I know that it's coming from the goodness of her heart and they just want to help me. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You say you would resent them, but I don't think so. I think if you know that they want your, that, that it's in your best interest, they want you to be happy. And I think it's the them, part it's the part where if, I don't know, I think maybe it's to do with my cultural background. I think it's, it's thinking that they, they know something, they, they think I'm wrong. Because I think there's still such a negative um, stigma around, I don't know, we'll talk about this as well. I think like perfection, there's this, and kind of like we live for other people's approval. And if there's something incorrect in us, whether, you know, that's reading a review that might hurt us, like, you know, when you do classes and things like we're human, like that does affect us. We are in the public eye. And I think like, I don't know, thinking that there was something imperfect and incorrect about me that needed that much of a magnitude of fixing. I think that was the, that's what I refer to. Yeah, but the, if you are constant, if, so imagine, you you have a friend and this friend has always been super happy you know loving life a little ray of sunshine and then that person's gone you, you don't see you know it's a completely different person and you know that they are struggling they are in a bad place surely you want to do everything in your power to help them it's not about being perfect or it's just about getting them into a you know, getting them better space. Yeah, better headspace. Yeah, we went deep. We did. <laughs> oh, it got really. Uh... It got deep really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I want to discuss two things before we start having some fun and play some games. One is we kind of touched on it, and it's it's kind of like your relationships with your friends and your family. And I think you have a very supporting group and i'm privileged to be a part of it a small part of it um with the gang let me find a picture of the gang there's a gang over there it's missing steph i do apologize about that by the way um and it's missing a couple of other important key people but you know that was the picture that i found so it's that but um i kind of want to discuss the being a woman firstly in the fitness industry mm. how that is I remember this, oh my God, I don't want to tell this story because I'm going to get in trouble and you're going to get in trouble. Oh God, what but... are you going to tell me now? <laughs> no, no, no. I remember when I was working in Cycle B and there's, it was this studio that was very performance-based. It's where Gareth Lewis came from and there were a lot of female instructors in there. Um, some, some Not Gareth very... Lewis, Gareth Turner. Gareth Turner, sorry, Gareth Turner. Sorry, Gareth, if you're watching this. Um, and these women auditioned for Digme and their, their livelihoods, because the studio was closing down, their livelihood was at cost. And I remember talking to them and they, they were in their late 60s, maybe late 50s. And they were discussing 
how it feels to be a woman in the in the fitness industry and they were like just because I'm not young just because I haven't got like perfect tits just because I'm not blonde just because like I'm well I don't get this does my experience not count for something just because I don't have this job or I'm not doing this just because I might cry and show emotion at an interview or at a thing I'm ostracized for being a woman um how how have I know you're a pretty positive person and I when I think of you and when I talk to you I don't I don't see like the whole gender issue. I I just want to know how your personal journey has been as a woman in the fitness industry. Have you come across challenges? Have you seen these challenges? I know some of the other instructors in Digme or just in general that have like faced it, but thoughts on that? Um I mean I I have been yeah not in a I mean, I got the job, but I have been told that I, they gave me the job because they thought I, that I looked attractive and whatever. And for me, it's like, well, I don't want the job because of that. I want the job because you think I'm good for the job. You think I'm qualified and you think I'd be good for the job. There was one time where I did an interview for another gym and this person, she was, she was writing notes, uh, notes as I was replying to questions and one of the notes was like she wrote hot like what does that have I know that I'm a personal trainer and and you know we have to physically look good but that doesn't mean you know you can you can be a person that is overweight and be a lot more knowledgeable than I am because you know you don't look the part doesn't mean that you're not a good trainer but yeah I mean the fitness industry it is quite a shallow you know shallow industry do you think we'll ever get to a point where it's substance over i don't know appearance in a way like i know there's a lot of people that are like do sort of thing and are coming to the forefront and like especially even the dance space and the fitness space people who aren't fitting the mold but do you think the sexualization of the provocative be not be i don't know marketing behind women to be a specific way in fitness and in entertainment is ever going to stop if somebody didn't fit that sort of fit mold do you think that it will ever be fine in fitness for women or no i, I don't know no. i mean i would i would um you know i would like to think that people come to my classes because they enjoy them not because you know so if i was to gain 20 kilograms i'm still going to be the same instructor i'm still going to crack myself up and ask you to weep so it's <laughs> i'm not changed so i hope that that wouldn't it wouldn't affect it wouldn't affect me or yeah know, my classes but you never know i find it so sad when i hear instructors or when i see people just like kind of dealing with this sort of situation especially female because i feel like you guys have it like so tough but it's interesting that when you guys go through this i'm just like look i was raised by a single mother all of the people that i've always worked with have been like female led like Kata was my studio manager, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And before that, it was another female person that I was working for. So I, I always find it interesting that women are put down so much when in my eyes, they've always been the ones like kind of like carrying the torchlight. Have you ever felt the pressures of it? Like the pressures of like being a specific mold? No, you know, no, I really haven't. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 it's just not me. No. <laughs> maybe it's, I think you have this sort of mentality which is like you don't you see things but you don't acknowledge them and you're just like I'm doing me regardless of this and I know my worth and I know my talent and it's it's gonna be that I guess so yeah I mean I just, <laughs> well, I mean, I just 
I just do me. I just, I just do, do me. I, I just do me. I just do Clocla. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're quickly going to discuss two things. Um, we're going to move on. Digital space now in fitness. How do you feel like it's impacted the digital space? Two is we can brush past this. Being with somebody who you were previously. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Um, how is that? Worst thing and greatest thing about being with somebody in the same industry as you? Mm, are we not going with the first one? Are we can we... go with the first one. Go with no, the first I mean, one. I can go with the second one as well. The, I, would, um... I would like you to do it in an accent as you always do, please. No, we can't do it. Yes, we can't do it. No, we need, to, we need to do it. We need to do it. Do you know? <laughs> no, I told myself I wasn't going to talk in this accent. You have to do it. <laughs> Um, so best I would say uh, same type of hours people you, you understand um, you understand the way of life because it's, it is a very different way of life yeah so what was I going to say you, you, you're distracting me Ray I'm sorry I'm sorry um, yeah so it's, it's very different to 9 to 5 for example like I, yeah. I you know I'm up early every morning I get to I go to bed early every evening so you know my my ex-partner he did the same we 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 would both get up at 5 five thirty in the morning yay you know we can have a coffee together and then go and train our clients so I would say that kind of thing you know trainers we all have the same downtimes as well so that was one of my in, in the previous in, in the past, what's happened in the past? And <laughs> um, I would, yeah, when I train or I work when people are off, yeah, so social life, especially before I stopped doing weekends, I just felt like I never really had time to see friends or I was too tired. You know, in the evening, I finished too late and I had to get up too early um, to ever see anyone, so I, I spend a lot of my downtime by myself and back then I didn't like being by myself so that again uh, it was a struggle for me whereas now I love my own alone time lockdown you so do you do I do I honestly I have been here living living my best life by myself I'm quite happy being in my own personal space which is something that I wasn't able to I didn't enjoy before so when I then had a boyfriend that was in the fitness industry I would able to I would I was able to spend a little bit of time with him, you know, in the middle of, of the afternoon before we both went off and... Um, did our things. Did our thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst part. Worst is it the flirting? Part. Is it the flirting? Because you know you guys have to flirt sometimes to get clients and like things. Uh, that doesn't really bother me. Competitiveness? The worst thing is when the flirting leads to more for another person. <laughs> <laughs> catch catch the lines catch the blurred lines there yeah guys just you know what happened catch yeah. catch, catch the message there um, you guys so there was a kettlebell the... involved i just want to say that what did you say there was a kettlebell involved i just want to say that <laughs> it was... Um, there was injuries involved i suppose the worst thing would be if you are looking like for example i don't really know what the worst thing oh what's so the always great no obviously not otherwise we'd still be together right yeah that is true that is true um i mean there's definitely negatives i just can't think of them right now because i'm a positive there's, person there's too many there's too many i'm a positive um, person 
okay, okay, Sale, okay, Sale. Um, digital space, how has it changed the fitness industry or for you in the last five years? I know you took a break from Instagram. I remember you deleted the apps. You would do like social detoxes. You've also talked about like gaining things from it. Um, promotions like, you know, you, you've got the Sweaty Betty thing now. You're ambassador for them. And other bits and bobs. Yeah, positives and negatives of social media and just the digital space in fitness. Um, yeah, positives that you're able to help people you don't know. Um, mm. you know that for me, if I've posted a, a little workout or yeah, made, made me that when people have messaged me and, and they thank me for it, or it's kind of, it's really nice to be able to know that you can make a difference in someone's life. Yeah. Um, negatives is, oof, I, I mean, I've, <laughs> uh, I've got a real kind of love hate relationship with social media kind of right now um i mean i watched the social what was that what's that netflix documentary oh not the social dilemma the social yeah, dilemma I, is that it yeah okay. it's a social dilemma yeah and it was it's scary it's so scary and i feel really bad for teenagers that ha that are growing up with instagram and their perception perceptions of what a realistic body or what a realistic, you know, reality is so distorted. And like, I think about back at myself, um, you know, I have, I've always had body issues from a young age and that's without social media. If I then was able to scroll through social media and see all these perfect people, yeah. I, I don't know what would have, what that would have done for me mentally. So yeah, no, I, I also think it's addictive. People expect, I don't know. I'm just in a, if I didn't use it for work, I definitely wouldn't be on Instagram, let's say that. So I have turned off my notifications, um, which, you know, now I, I'm there on social media. I'm there to post my stories. I'm there to reply to DMs, but I don't really scroll through anymore. I, I don't even really look through stories or anything like that. I'm kind of... Yeah just there to be there because I have to be there. I think you have to also realize that half of the things that people do, like including myself, we have filters, we have Photoshop, we have like so much that we do to try and kind of like personify this perfect or this picture, what this Kodak moment we used to do back in the day when we had films, do you remember we like post and like Kodak moment? But like, like in reality, it, it ain't like that. It ain't like that. No, but I'm even, I'm like, an, I'm like an, a grown woman right but if I'm in a bit of a negative headspace and then you see all of these perfect people or you know people living their best life because people only ever show their best life on Instagram and you think how can I what, you know that person's life is so amazing and I, my life's so boring compared to them and I don't know I feel like there's definitely positives but there are a lot of negatives um, I think yeah. people need to check on things. It's sometimes interesting as well. I had somebody on last week, not last week, I think the week before. And it's like, sometimes th there's this battling conversation about like, you'll post something substantial and you'll write like a deep, meaningful com like caption and that might not get as 
many likes as like I don't know a sexy beautiful picture as you and it just goes to show like the shallowness of it all yeah. or it just or some somebody who's immensely talented has like maybe 400 followers and doesn't get a lot of views on their things but somebody who might have like 20k plus followers and things like that and you know gets the amount of outreach but they might not have interaction and I think the digital space it's it's a curse and a blessing so you definitely I think as a consumer you have to take all of those things into into regard and really analyze but we're gonna move on to fun times now oh gosh and we're gonna play a bit of games are you ready okay um, the games are called sip a chat or play with rye sip a chai or play with rye um, so basically there's gonna be segments in this but um if you want to play you play with rye that sounds wrong but you know what i mean and if you don't want to play you basically sip your chai which i have finished by the way but Me i don't too. know how your hot chocolate your hot chocolate you'll just sip the air all right you post a lot of healthy foods such as this on your instagram but we both know that in the truth because i know the truth and I have some damaging evidence for you, which one day I will release on your wedding day. Um, what the hell is this accent? It's, a, it's an accent. I'll stop it. Fine. Um, ouch. People are messaging about the accent. Um, we both know that you're not that healthy behind the scenes and this personified How perception. Rude. That you're Chloe, don't, don't, don't. I Let will me... expose you with pictures and videos. Don't. No, no, don't no, do no. This. Listen, listen. I am very upfront. Yes, I love a burger. I eat a lot of chocolate but I am not portraying I, I'm, I feel like I'm quite vocal about it I think everyone mm -hmm. that knows me knows mm -hmm. my love for chocolate okay those things that I've posted they're not fake I've I ate those salads um and I post them because I want to show people that eating healthy doesn't need to be eating boring okay well i would love for you to post a picture of you with melted chocolate or donut kebab in your onesie or something like that until that day i will hold it but um do you know what th i will that do that for you this weekend i'm going to post a picture just for you on your grid not your story yeah on my grid okay okay yeah um, but this was the question which is you love healthy foods but what is the most unhealthiest thing about you my chocolate addiction your chocolate addiction. Yeah. Okay, you are very competitive. Mm. No, very competitive. I, I don't know what competition is. Um, you're very competitive. And dare I say, are you a sore loser, would you say? Uh, I don't think I am. Okay, well, I mean, you almost broke my vagine at New Year's Eve <laughs> doing a stupid game of cereal. Uh, which hurts till this day. I will never recover my vagine. But what? And you are quite competitive and very flexible, which we got to know. But when was the last time you lost, and what was it at? Oh wow! Come on. Lose. No, come on. You have <laughs> lost in your life. What's losing? I don't know what losing come is. Come on! Come on! Come on! When was the last time I lost? Oof! I I don't know. God, I think you need to sip something. Bunch of BS. What you need to sip. Okay, have you ever farted during teaching? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't lie to me. No. Um, she said Michelle is saying lockdown quiz to Louise on the tiebreaker. That is oh! true. Yes. How oh my god, feel? I'm the worst. Uh, I'm the worst quiz Loser. quizzer. Okay, so you've never farted during teaching? No. I think that's a lie. Have you farted during training a client ever? No. Wow. 
pet peeves about um, the following group teaching. What's pet peeves? Like something that irritates you. Like for fuck's sake, why can't they just stop? Group teaching. Yeah. Uh, when people don't listen, when I'm trying to explain something. <laughs> and they're on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> yabbering. Yeah. I was thought you were gonna say bike setups, but okay. Oh no. Um, PT. Um, when they say no, don't want to do that exercise. I'm telling you to do the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, online classes. Mm, don't know. Okay, cool. Have you ever faked it <clears throat> in a class? Yeah. All the time. All the time. Have, have you ever hooked? Have you ever hooked up with a student or a client? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Stalked a student or a client online? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. You know the game Marry, Shag, and Kill, right? Yeah. Um, your themed rides, I love. I feel like you and I have a special connections when it comes to Beatus and Kalitas. There will never be ever a more explosive, you know, I do entertainment, you do what you do in the studio. But I'm going to show you three pictures, and the game is called Delete Archive Reports. So you've had some monumental costumes, and you go full out for these costumes. Um, so I'm gonna show you three pictures and you delete one, you archive one and you repost one. Okay, there's this, your Halloween, Christmas, and where's the third one? The third one is, I personally loved Clochella. I came up with that. I know, and I, I just recently, I, re I did a Clochella online again. I would like my percentage from that class. Yeah, it was a, it was a good one and I had a lot I of- couldn't yeah, I couldn't find your Baywatch one. I'm not gonna lie, that was a monumental oh, one as well. That was uh, that was a good one. Um, I went yeah. out that night as well, wearing that. Outfit. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, okay, so which one would you delete? Which one would you repost? And which one would you archive? I'd probably repost that one. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I would probably archive the Halloween one because I think it looks cool. cool. And, and the other one, I would just oh, no, you would delete this one. Probably delete that one. I mean, yeah, I, I do love dressing up, but you know. You do. <laughs> what is the, have there ever been a famous mishaps doing these costumes? Have they ever been out? Ow, ow. Yeah, I feel like there has, but I can't think of. No worries. We're going to move on to the next section. This, um, you're a great singer, a great, great singer. And if my memory serves me right, you are the lyric police. Oh my God, do you know your lyrics? Mm -hmm. This next game is called Clan Chloe Shamana Shamana. Okay, I am gonna Shamana Shamana and you have to sing back the lyrics to me. Okay. All right? Okay. And if you don't, you have to do a burpee. Okay. Okay, are you ready? <clears throat> sing back <clears throat> to me, all right? Shamana Shamana Sham. Sham na sham na sham. Sham na na sham. I'm a Barbie girl. In a Barbie world, I'm from plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair and touch me everywhere. Undress, Undress me. me. That's just, it's, it's just <laughs> as bad. Do you do a bad? No worries. All right, next one. Shamna, 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 shamna. 
I've got no idea what you're shimmer shimmer. <laughs> now you know how it feels. <laughs> you must do a burpee. You must do a burpee whilst I'm singing this. Are you ready? It goes, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Follow yeah, yeah. My homies trying to do a little deer. Keep it down with the low key. Because you know I would be. Well done, well okay. done. All right, are you ready? Carry on. Sham na sham na, sham na sham na sham na sham, sham na sham na sham sham, sham na sham na sham. Maria Carey. Yes, and you will sing it. If you can sing it in Espanol, I will let you go because um, you are multi-bilingual. Oh, wait, one second. I don't know why. There we go. Wow. All right, go. There's a hero. And shine, shine. Burpee! Burpee! I'm going to the burpee. <laughs> I can see this burpee, I'm not going to lie. You can just be jumping. I, okay, ready? Next one. Shamna, 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 Guys, you can hire me. I also do singing. Can anyone, did anyone get that? Chloe, come on. I'll do it one more time. Shamna, shamna, shamna. Shamna 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 let me cater to you, cause oh, baby, wow. this is your yeah, day. No, I was never going to get that. All right, coming on, burpee, burpee, burpee. We would like to see these burpees. <laughs> That's not a burpee. <laughs> you can do, can you do uh, sit-ups there? In I the space that you're at. Okay, you can do a sit-up. Okay. All right, ready? Um, sham, na, sham, nam, nam, nam. Sham, na, sham, nam, nam. Sham, na, sham, nam, nam, nam. Wait, wait, wait. Sham na sham nam nam sham nam sham nam nam sham nam sham Horrible, horrible. I hope you don't get bookings of PT through this because those are horrible setups. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Two Rihanna, more. what song was it? That wasn't Rihanna. One kiss is all it takes. Fall in love with me. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Next one. Shamna, 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 na. Shamna, 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 sham. Shamna, 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 sham, nam, nam, sham, nam, 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 nam. Sham nam nam sham na shamanam shamana shamana sham shamana shamana shamanam nam 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 Okay, these boots are made for walking. That's just what they do. And someday these days, I'm gonna walk all over you. Well done, your last one. This is this is emotional. Are you ready? Shamna shamna sham. Shamna, shamna, na, na, shamna, 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 
Shana. No. Never mind, I find someone like you. Oh, wow. Okay. I wish nothing but the best, best for you. you. Don't forget. I can't wait for the day till one of you guys does an Adele, Sam Swift, Michael Bublé, all three in one. Until this, because I don't, I, it's going to be super depressing. There's not going to be puddles of like sweat. There's going to be puddles of tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be called, it's going to be called Ride, Ride Your... Also, the other day away. I was in, I was sleeping or in bed and I'm going to do Justin Timberlake versus Britney Spears. And I don't know how I've never thought of this before. I think you should get Dan Little in there. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Maybe there should Justin be a little dance and up. I'll be Britney yeah. Spears. If, if any people from Dig Me are on here, I would love to give a little love to Dan Little. Please go make sure you check out his YouTube videos. It'll be great. All right. If you were a movie, what would it be called? Quick, rapid. If I was a movie? Yeah, what would it be called? And who would it star? Chocolat. Chocolat, who would it star? Uh... Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Okay, cool. If you were a song, what would it be? And sing it. Ready? Body, body works. And be your body work. I wanna see your body work. It's an original song. It's an original song. What? You you're making an original song about you. Oh. Okay. Ready? Five. Four. My name is Chloe. Chloe Lorenzo. Welcome to Dig Me. Let's have some fun. That's going to be my new introduction, by the way. You just heard well it here done. first. Well done. If you were a food dish, what would you be? Nutella. <laughs> if you were a color, what would you be? Blue. If you were a flower, what would you be? A rose. If you were perfume, what would your scent be called? And what would be the three components? Five. BBC. <laughs> BBC. And what would the three scents be? Uh, vanilla, coconut, sandalwood. <laughs> These just body lotions. <laughs> if you were a clothing line, what would the name be and what would the style be? BBC, fitness clothing. <laughs> <laughs> you do know BBC is going to sue the hell out of you, right? <laughs> Excuse me, it's Bodies by Chloe. It's my brand. Okay, well, you can't call yourself BBC because it's a pretty huge international corporation. If you were an exercise, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. If I do different drawings, I can. We shall see. I cannot wait to be proved wrong. If you were an exercise, what would you be? Burpee. Okay. If you were a drink, what would you be, and what would you be called? I would be. Ooh. I mean, there's lots, lots of options coming through my mind. <laughs> Name the first one. <laughs> first one was coffee, latte. Yeah. The second one was spice rum and ginger beer. Okay. Third one was Sambuca shots. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, you have a famous, a famous, a famous slogan, which is "What time is it?" Shot o'clock. And you have a mouth to food.
Everybody, I'm so sorry to interrupt in the middle of the show. However, as I mentioned before, Chai with Bright is an IGTV live show that I convert into audio format. So this section that you are about to listen to might not make sense because there's not a visual aspect. So if you would like to watch the video aspect of it, like I said, please head over to my Instagram at Raimuitfum, that's R-A-I-M-U-I-T-F-U-M, and go to the IGTV section on my page and simply scroll through for the the right episode however for now we're going to skip to the next section and i hope you guys enjoy i have never had a guest who has opposed me so much as you have young lady i don't think you've ever made a guest do all of this you should be ashamed ashamed and more ashamed. You should climb up and w- climb to the wall of shame. Climb onto this wall of shame. I will. Can't believe this, Chloe. But thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to look back at that. This is going to be saved. Thank you for participating. We're going to end now. Uh, we're reaching two hours. Yes. Um, all right. What, um, it was only meant to be an hour. Uh-huh. Words of wisdom or adv- advice you would give to anybody who is coming into the fitness industry? I always get asked this. Um, All right, well, then don't answer it. You can just say that. Just be, just be rude like you were before and just not doing my interpretive dancing or any of the games. Um, Guys, Chloe is not say? saying. Don't, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Um, yeah. And... Wait, wait, wait. I've got a better one for you. Words of wisdom or advice you would give to your younger self? Stand up for yourself. More. Mm. Dare to say no. Nice one. Nice one. See, have you ever been asked that before? No, I haven't. There you go. All right. And guys, whoever wants words of wisdom and advice, like just look Chloe up. Apparently she said it before a couple of times and she doesn't want to answer it on here. So, you know, we'll just move on from that. I always ask this for people. And this question is called the peaks and valleys. Uh, Peaks are the highest points in our life. It can be career or person. And you just tell me, what that was for you and what lesson you learned from it. A valley is a low point in our life, personal or career, and what lesson you learned from it. Go. They're both connected to each other. Um, mm. My lowest point was just before my operation. I know this is a bit, uh, it's a bit, what's the word? Personal. Personal, but also like deep. Uh, or like. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I just, I, I really prayed that I wouldn't wake up again after my operation. You know, sometimes you get put under and, um, and yeah, I just, I was in a very, like I said, it, it was not a good place. Um, and then I would say coming out on the other side, coming out on the other side, just going like, let's say a month with not having any bad days and feeling happy and yeah, just the complete opposites. What did you learn from all of that, from that period where you had such high and such lows? It's not really about learning. It's just because I, I can't really control the way I feel. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if anything, I'm, I'm very open to, I, like, I, I don't know, I, I like to share my experiences because I know, especially right now, lots of people are going through bad times and, and I know what it's felt like, and I know what it's like to feel like things are never going to change. You know, you, you're never going, you don't see the, the like, 
blue sky you just feel like this is how you're going to feel forever um yeah and to be fair like the, the problem is had someone said that to me like don't worry better days will come I'm, I'm just like you don't know what you're talking about um because at that point you don't you just you don't see anything yeah. else um but yeah i mean i i I don't be afraid to go and get help. Don't be afraid to try medication. Don't be, you know, just, just try all of the things out and eventually you will find something that works for you. Hmm. See, that, that's ended on a really low note, hasn't it? Well, I mean, no, we'll, we'll ask them any upcoming things that you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God! What you are? You're going back to teaching classes. Yeah, that's not like, that's not upcoming things I'm working at. Yeah, but like any upcoming projects, more PT. You're going to launch something. You're going to do something. Yeah, it's top secret. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, where can people find more about you? I feel like everything you need to know about me is in this chat. <laughs> But you can find you can find Chloe on at Bodies by Chloe. Yes, Chloe, uh, you don't have a website or anything, but um, do you have a Twitter, Facebook, um, anything like that? I've got Facebook, like but I don't really like. I said I'm not a huge social media person. Um, yeah, you're best getting me on Instagram, to be honest. Or just come to one of the classes at Dishmay Fitness and talk go. to Chloe after. Socially distanced, of course, and we'll put barriers in between you two. And then maybe, maybe you can just look at each other from the window yeah. and, you know, I'll bring you food and I'll put it down near you and you two could eat. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you. That brings us to the end. Well, that brings us to an end and I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did so, make sure to subscribe, follow and spread the love. Share this with a friend, an auntie, your nephew, your niece, that creep or that neighbor. You know the one I'm talking about. Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow. By the way, if I haven't said this before, to watch any of the previous or this very episode's video, simply go to my Instagram at Raimuitfum, that's R-A-I-M-U-I-T-F-U-M, and scroll through my IGTV. I hope you have had an amazing day or night if you're listening to this before sleeping. I'm wishing you all love and light, and as I always say, breathe in, breathe out. Namasko. <laughs> Meaning now I must go, that's copyrighted, I own it, and I will see you saying but for real thank you so much for tuning in it's been my pleasure stay curious and until next time